today we have Sanjay Kumar, who's the VP of Product and Marketing at Arcus. Okay, so just give us a quick round on who you are um, and how you ended up in the networking field in general and Arcus in particular. Sure. Uh, happy to share that. So I started my career networking with uh, Cisco Systems. Um, I think uh, we're all aware of it. Fantastic company, great place to uh, actually um, you know, really learn what networking is all about and product management in particular. I was very interested in product management. Sort of gives you a 360 view of the business and allows you to uh, really see how to um, ideate, incubate, and bring uh, products to the market. Uh, I spent uh, time at uh, uh, Cisco Systems, following which I worked at uh, several other networking companies, including Broadcom uh, in the switching business, as well as uh, with HPE uh, Aruba. Uh, and then I was also at a company called IP Infusion, which was in disaggregated networking, which is what brought me really to Argus. So far as I hope the next time we speak, uh, Arcus will have become a household name because that's our ambition. Yes. As far as what we do, Arcus is a uh, innovative uh, company disrupting the networking space by delivering a software programmable switching and routing stack. Uh, and this is something that can be deployed across the network, uh, you know, all the way from the edge to the multi-cloud. Uh, it is uh, an extremely innovative way of being able to uh, deliver networks. And we're looking really to disrupt uh, how networks are um, uh, created, deployed, and how services can be rolled out on top of that. What in particular does ACAS do? What makes it different from the existing networking vendors? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, we have a networking stack that can be, that is fully programmable, as I mentioned. It can be deployed in any form factor, whether it is for special purpose switches or routers, uh, whether it's for on, uh, as a VM, as a container, and it can be deployed anywhere whether it's on-prem or it's uh, in the cloud. This is something that is truly unique compared to uh, you, uh, whether it's um, the traditional networking companies or for that matter, any company engaged in open networking. Because of the modularity and the extensibility of our platform, we're able to deliver multiple use cases, whether it is uh, uh, networking at the edge, uh, access layer, aggregation layer, core, and into the multi-cloud. Most companies will typically address one or some of these uh, kind of uh, solutions or one of these uh, network domains with solutions, with sort of point solutions. What we have is a unified fabric that really cuts across all of these different use cases, giving the customers really a unified platform on which they can build uh, services uh, and, uh, uh, and any kind of innovations that they might be looking at. So we believe that this is what really separates us from everybody else. And we're completely agnostic to the underlying hardware. You know, what choice of silicon or for that matter, what kind of um, uh, form factor you might choose uh, as well as whom you might choose it from. There's a variety of... Uh, uh, white box vendors out there uh, who are really innovating uh, from a hardware perspective. And uh, we are completely agnostic to which platform you can run our operating system on and as well as our uh, networking stack on. So this is what essentially differentiates us from everybody else. Um, you know, the unified platform 
as well as the ability to cut across multiple use cases and uh, being completely agnostic to the hardware and where you want to run it. Thanks for that. And it leads to my next question. Um, one of your core products is ArcOS. What makes it such a revolutionary product? So ArcOS was really built by uh, the founders um, uh, who came together from places like Cisco and uh, understood what the challenges were when it came to building modern networks. So they looked at architecting an operating system from the ground up rather than just choosing something that was um, you know, open source. Uh, they chose to build a routing stack on BGP, uh, which is a very, very robust security uh, protocol. And they built it in a fashion that it was completely modular, uh, was able to deliver has a, had a microservices architecture, so you could containerize it, for example, and also was uh, API first. Rather than APIs being a second citizen uh, uh, being bolted on or exposed, this is built uh, with APIs in mind. So as a result of this, this um, architecture really is highly performant. It is able to scale up as well as scale out. So not only is it able to leverage uh, the processing, uh, the increases in processing power, but it's also able to leverage the advancements that have been made in, in processing with uh, multiple cores. And this is able to extract the maximum performance out of that underlying silicon and um, is then able to uh, provide you know, the best possible performance uh, in terms of convergence times, uh, the highest possible scale, and of course, the extensibility for so many different uh, use cases. Uh, it's completely cloud native as well, and therefore it is built for the modern era. Now, uh, you know, some, some of the things that uh, I was talking about uh, earlier was the extensibility of this platform. One other thing that uh, we are able to um, uh, provide with this operating system at the core and building up to what we call uh, the ACE platform uh, is that we are uh, able to deliver you know, very uh, high uh, savings uh, for customers. So uh, the total TCO can be greatly reduced by up to about 40% from a CapEx and an OpEx perspective. So this is um, you know, what we believe is sort of the core differentiation of our platform and uh, the kind of uh, uh, the benefits we're able to deliver to customers. The product is built around merchant silicon. What constraints did customers have before that have been solved by the commodification of networking software? That's a great question, Faris. So what's happened is that, um, you know, first you had what was called networking 1.0, what we refer to as one networking 1.0, which is a completely vertically integrated stack all the way from custom-built silicon by some of the bigger vendors uh, with their own software stack and uh, applications, let's say, running on top of that, uh, which meant you were essentially in a, a completely uh, you know, closed kind of an environment. Networking 2.0, uh, which was essentially enabled by the availability of merchant silicon, uh, relied on merchant silicon being, uh, a, being used to develop hardware platforms, but it was still proprietary in the sense that the hardware was proprietary from the, the different uh, networking vendors, as well as the software and the application stacks. So while it gave you a 
sort of a choice of uh, different platforms, it was essentially from the same vendor and you were still faced with the same lock-in kind of a conundrum. Networking 3.0, which is what we are uh, really uh, leveraging and riding on, uh, is where Merchant Silicon uh, has been able to make great advances in terms of the performance, as well as the scale and the functionality that can be delivered, you know, with, with uh, much more efficient uh, power consumption as well. So with these kind of capabilities, now customers are able to get the latest features and the latest innovations uh, at record pace. Uh, and um, th th this can be delivered in a much faster way uh, for customers. Um, wh the, what the problem that we are really solving is twofold. Number one, helping customers break away uh, from this closed system kind of a approach and be able to have a greater choice of uh, both uh, Merchant Silicon as well as the platforms that can be uh, used. And this increases the pace of, um, you know, innovation. Uh, and, you know, with the traditional vendors, for example, new platforms are slow to roll out, new features and functionality are slow to roll out. It can take anywhere from 18 to 24 months to do that. With the availability of Merchant Silicon and um, the approach that Arcus has, we can deliver new platforms at uh, record pace and uh, you know it can be as little as four months for example and new new features on account of the modularity of our platform can be delivered again in a matter of weeks or if, if not months so th this is the kind of um, uh, this is the kind of, kind of problem we have looked to solve in concert with the advancements that have been made with merchant silicon so if you look at it the traditional networking was extremely rigid and uh, hardware centric and with what uh, merchant silicon and we've been able to do it essentially helps the customers break free from uh, that closed kind of environment and allows them to uh, increase their pace of innovation uh, and be able to modernize their networks some of the customers the natural customers for the neural networking products are telcos and ISPs. How does the Arcus product change their daily experience? That's another great question, Faris. So uh, if you look at it, uh, telcos, um, they're interested in a couple of things. One is how can they drive higher revenue? And the other side of the equation really is how can they contain costs, right? And if you take, um, something like uh, 5G, for example, a transition, it requires a great deal of investment. Now, once they've put in that investment, they need to be able to monetize that. So on the one hand, they've got to figure out how do I upgrade the infrastructure while containing my costs and driving better economics. And on the other side of the equation, they have to figure out how do I monetize this capability now that I've deployed it. So what we are able to deliver really is on both these fronts. Number one, uh, by providing them a, um, a, a completely open kind of solution that is not tied to specific hardware or specific type of silicon and the ability to deploy it either on servers in a virtual form factor, for example, or in containers for that matter, or on special purpose switches and routers, we are able to help the customers drive much greater economics. And so that's that's very key. And so therefore they can uh, essentially have a lower total cost of ownership while going through these massive upgrades in 5G, for example. The other side, 
what we also help them do is drive a much faster pace of innovation with features, for example, as I said, and the ability to roll out new services. What we also do uh, is uh, provide them with a platform because of the modularity of what we have, we can we give them a platform that they can deliver managed services on top of. Now, this makes it very, very interesting for the service providers to be able to, on the fly and on demand, be able to churn out new services and be able to monetize this underlying uh, infrastructure that they've invested in. And so this is a huge benefit for the telcos um, in achieving their business uh, uh, goals and their objectives. Uh, to give you an example, Coresight is a co-location provider uh, here in North America, and um, they uh, were looking to roll out managed services to enterprises in the form of multi-cloud connectivity. Earlier on, <clears throat> it was sort of a, a fairly uh, manual, uh, manually driven and uh, uh, sort of... Uh, time-consuming kind of a process where enterprises would submit a request uh, to Coresight to help them set up links between different cloud providers for a certain amount of bandwidth, and then Coresight would take that uh, and manually configure it in the background. It would take sometimes weeks in order for them to be able to deliver that uh, service or turn on that service for the enterprise. With our platform, what they've been able to do is uh, deliver uh, they, or rather create uh, what they call the Open Cloud Exchange. And the Open Cloud Exchange is a customer-facing portal. Enterprises can go to that portal and pretty much do a self-service. They can, with a few clicks, um, put in a request for what connections they might be looking for, uh, between which cloud vendors, and, uh, which, uh, and, and as well as what kind of bandwidth they might be looking for. With a few clicks, they're up and ready, and uh, their services is, is on in a matter of minutes. So this is a way in which, uh, you know, telco, uh, someone like uh, a managed service provider like Coresight uh, has been able to uh, accelerate the delivery of services for enterprises, make it much easier for them to be able to consume the service and has accelerated their time to revenue as well. So this is just a, an example of how our uh, platform uh, delivers a managed services uh, is a managed services delivery platform for the uh, telcos and service providers that they can very quickly leverage and be able to meet their business objectives. For that, because it's also a use case that I'm personally interested in. I would love to talk to you more about that when we have an opportunity. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure we do. Um, and building on top of that, you mentioned enterprises. What I've observed is that as companies are growing, their networks are becoming more and more complicated. You have small offices, you've got the core network at HQ. How does Arcus change the journey for most enterprises? You know, I think the kind of challenges that uh, enterprises have, in some cases, uh, you know, mirrors what um, the telcos are also facing, right? So there is the requirement for, I mean, if you take what's happened over the pandemic, um, essentially, uh, uh, it has forced the organizations to rethink what the extent of their entire network is. It's no longer something that is contained to uh, specific locations, whether it's uh, the, your, you know, your head office uh, and uh, your branch offices, but it is completely spread out. Your employee could be anywhere and needs to access the 
um, uh, the network in any manner possible, right? So there's this, what essentially what this means is that you need your network to be completely ubiquitous, right? It is no longer confined to certain locations. Number two, uh, enterprises are also faced with uh, the same um, uh, challenge of uh, how do I, uh, how do I, uh, manage my journey from you know the on-prem to the multi-cloud that's where most of their applications today live uh, and how do I route this traffic in a secure and efficient fashion without having to necessarily hairpin all my traffic each time that I needed to go to a certain destination you know these are the kind of challenges that they have at the same time um, you know I think uh, the kind of applications that uh, the enterprises are looking to deliver, whether it is in the form of uh, how they participate in the metaverse and the need for low latency, high bandwidth applications at the edge and at the point of consumption, uh, as well as uh, you know Web 3.0 kind of applications, which requires essentially decentralizes and changes the entire paradigm from a uh, consumption perspective as well as from a network perspective. Um, how do you manage all of this while keeping the cost low is, the, the, if I was to sum up the challenge that enterprises face. I think another key thing um, is the focus on customer experience, right? That is something that uh, both the service providers as well as the enterprises share. At the end of the day, you've got to make sure that you have superior customer service and how can you deliver it across all of these different fronts, whether it is how you're uh, getting onto the network and where you might be, where your applications reside, what kind of applications you have, and so on and so forth. All of this essentially means that your traditional ways of networking simply don't cut it. If you think about it, those um, uh, the, the, uh, the clean and hard lines between network domains has completely blurred. Uh, and, and as well as the ownership of those network domains, it's no longer clear who owns the edge, who owns the core, who owns the uh, uh, cloud uh, experience, right? And and ascend, and uh, the telcos, in fact, uh, along with the hyperscale providers and the enterprises, are sort of uh, tied together in this journey. And because of this blurring of boundaries, uh, what that means is your traditional networking solutions can no longer address those challenges. They're very hardware centric, they're very rigid, and they're very, very siloed. What essentially what this means is you need an extensible uh, fabric, networking fabric from an underlay as well as an overlay perspective that is kind of uh, not just ubiquitous, but also invisible uh, and can is completely agile, needs to be programmable and needs to be completely secure. So that is essentially the paradigm that is faced uh, that not just the enterprises, but the telcos as, as well as the hyperscale providers face today. And that's where we come in by providing something um, that is uh, truly uh, unified across all of these different use cases. Thanks, Sanjay. And you mentioned Corsate as an example. Um, and they're basically using it to help connecting to to help connect to the hyperscalers and other clouds. So clearly, Arcus has quite a number of applications in the multi-cloud and hybrid cloud environment. Other than 
what you've done with Corset? What other use cases have seen come up? Yeah, that's an, another great question. So it's, it's, this is an extremely, um, you know, important challenge that everyone is facing today. You know, uh, and and if I was to break this down, both from a hybrid cloud and a multi-cloud perspective, there, uh, the challenge remains is is essentially the same. How do you enable the journey for uh, all of these organizations to go? Uh, uh, to uh, from a single cloud, for example, to multiple uh, versions or uh, a multi-cloud, as well as how do you um, ensure that the hybrid cloud is also part of this? Which means now you need uh, to be able to take into account how do you on-ramp uh, from your, let's say, your existing on-prem architecture, or for that matter, a hybrid cloud, into uh, the uh, multiple clouds, not just one hyperscaler, but across hyperscalers, as well as how do you manage in-cloud connectivity? So these are sort of the three areas in which uh, you, need, you need to be able to manage this overall journey. And you need to also be able to extend this all the way to the edge you know, with 5G and Mac applications, or for that matter, metaverse applications be delivered at the edge. Those cannot be left out as a separate uh, kind of entity. When you look at this whole um, journey, really, what it means is that uh, what we like to refer to it as, and, and analysts refer to it as the distributed cloud, is really what you need to think about rather than just a hybrid cloud or a multi-cloud. So the challenge is how do I have a unified user experience all the way from the edge where these applications are being delivered into the multi-cloud where my assets need to now reside. How do I extend the network from where it currently was on-prem, for example, into that multi-cloud in a secure and seamless fashion uh, by making sure that it's fully interoperable, that I am able to leverage the same tools that I have and that I don't have to go in and start learning uh, relearning or, or learning new tools for that matter that are specific to each cloud provider. So once again, this points to the need for a unified sort of approach or a unified fabric that can stretch across and give a uh, sort of a consistent experience uh, in being able to deliver this application. So that's how we really see this entire multi-cloud journey. It's, it's sort of um, uh, distributed, and we address this with a platform that we call Flex MCN. It's it's the the name essentially suggests that it is a completely flexible way in which you can be able to deliver um, uh, you know your cloud experience, distributed cloud experience, all the way from the edge into the multi cloud. Our primary audience is in Africa um, and largely Kenya, actually. And the thing is, when you look at how technology is consumed here, there are different levels of maturity. You've got older telcos, but you also have quite a number of greenfield um, companies, like to use a local example, Safaricom is setting up a new network in Ethiopia. Um, that's a completely greenfield network. Um, our largest data centers, greenfield. Like the, so, there's an opportunity to sort of build on the right platforms. How do, how would ACAS help accelerate um, the networking industry as a whole across African? Um, emerging markets in general. That's, that's a really, really exciting opportunity. Uh, and uh, the way we would uh, really help the um, you know, all of the companies that are looking to modernize their network is uh, 
on a couple of fronts, right? Number one, with the kind of architecture and the solutions that we have, uh, you know, you talked. Uh, we talked about our Arc uh, OS, which is the operating system. Uh, that's really um, sort of the bottom layer of what we call the ACE or Arcus Connected Edge platform. Uh, the second layer is what we refer to as Arc Edge, which is the connective tissue that helps you between 5G and multi-cloud connectivity. And the third layer on top of that is our observability, analytics, as well as orchestration platform. So with this, this multi-layered ACE platform, uh, what it enables is the ability for customers to be able to, um, you know, uh, use it for multiple use cases. So, you know, you may choose to start with your data center first, or it may be something that you want to do at the edge, or it may be something that you want to do in terms of multi-cloud, either for your own network or for that matter for delivering managed services, right? So in any of those cases, our platform can be, used in in uh, in in each one of these uh, instances and and many more uh, in a very very cost effective fashion and extremely easy to deploy as well as i mentioned you, know, you can uh, it it is completely agnostic to the underlying hardware uh, you can deliver it on a switch or a router you can deliver it as a vm you can deliver it as a container and you can deliver it uh, on prem or in the cloud so Depending on how you're looking to modernize your network or uh, construct your network, uh, you can leverage our platform to be able to uh, make it, uh, realize the potential, make the maximum use of uh, how the kind of hardware that, that might be interesting to you. So you have that flexibility. Uh, and then you have um, uh, the modularity of the platform that allows you to uh, get whatever features you might be looking for. For example, SRV6, if it's a greenfield network, you might be looking to have an IP6 network. And with segment routing on top of that, you can enable traffic engineering features. This is an example of the kind of innovation that we can deliver very much as a plug-in to, uh, uh, to, to your overall infrastructure. Right, so there's the uh, innovation piece and the features and functionality that we can deliver. And then, uh, on account of our API-first architecture, so our northbound interfaces allow you to integrate into any kind of OSS, BSS platform, any kind of automation or orchestration platform that you might consider, which makes it very easy for you to be able to quickly deploy this. And again, our customers have seen this, that they're able to quickly, I mentioned CoreSight, other customers also have very easily been able to uh, leverage our platform to not only roll out the network, but also roll out services in record time on top of that. So at the same time, keeping um, uh, have maintaining a low total cost of ownership. So this is how we believe we can help uh, all of the organizations in Africa that are really looking to modernize their network and start delivering these new world services, wherever they might be on that uh, technology transition uh, uh, phase, whether it is, you know, upgrading over to 5G, or for that matter, delivering uh, new applications, or for that matter, going from cloud to multi-cloud or edge to multi-cloud. We can enable all of that in record time in a modular fashion with new services uh, and uh, uh, being delivered with a lower total cost of ownership. So we're excited about the opportunity that the, there is in Africa, and we hope we'll have a chance to engage with customers to be able to talk more about how we can help uh, and, and, and really um, uh, sort of grow together. See these uh, 
fundamental shifts and transitions in the networks today. Whether you take a look at enterprises, or for that matter, the telcos and service providers or hyperscalers. These fundamental uh, shifts are the transition to 5G, uh, the uh, emergence of the edge as an, a place where a lot of new applications need to be delivered, the journey from cloud to multi-cloud. And you have a lot of the new applications, whether it's the metaverse, uh, which requires very high bandwidth, low latency at uh, the point of consumption. You've got Web3.0, which is completely decentralized. With all of these network uh, transitions and fundamental shifts, technology shifts, what we find is that the network boundaries are blurring. The functions of specific network domains is no longer as neat as it used to be, as well as the ownership of those domains has completely changed. Uh, uh, who owns the edge, who owns the core, who owns the uh, multi-cloud uh, is completely blurred. What this essentially means is that the old way of addressing these networks, the traditional way rather, is simply not sufficient to be able to deal with these kind of challenges. What you need now is a network fabric, uh, both an underlay and an overlay fabric that stretches across all these domains in a unified fashion. Make sure that it is agile, it is, needs to be programmable, and needs to be completely secure in order to be able to deliver to these particular challenges. Now, Legacy and traditional networks or solutions simply do not address this because they're hardware-centric, uh, they're very rigid, they're siloed, and, um, and above all, they're very expensive. Right? What we bring in is a very different approach to uh, addressing these challenges. We provide uh, with our platform uh, a completely uh, unified uh, routing uh, fabric that stretches across all these different use cases and is completely agnostic to the underlying hardware. Now customers are able to pick and choose what kind of form factor they might want to run the network on, whether it is special purpose uh, switches and routers, or for that matter, VMs, containers, uh, and can be run anywhere on the on-prem or in the cloud. Uh, so it sort of helps them break free from the rigidity of the traditional networking and gives them this stretchable, uh, extensible kind of fabric. Uh, and at the end of the day, this helps deliver superior user experience, as well as gives them much more control and allows them to innovate at a much greater pace. So the kind of multiple use cases that we're able to provide, um, you know, typically with traditional uh, networking vendors or for that matter with open networking vendors, you typically have point solutions for different points in the network. We cut right across. You know, whether it's edge networking, aggregation routing, uh, access technologies, data center, um, uh, spine and leaf uh, kind of uh, solutions, um, uh, uh, opening up the core with virtualized distributed routing, multi-cloud networking. These are all the different types of use cases that we're able to address. And we do this with much lower total cost of ownership, sometimes as much as 40% lower. And very importantly as well, while we are solving the uh, underlying networking problem, this we also deliver a platform for managed service delivery. Now, this helps whether it's your colo providers, telcos, uh, hyperscalers, or for that matter, even uh, enterprises. They now get a platform 
on which they can build new services and be able to deliver them to their customers and be able to monetize their underlying infrastructure. So that's sort of uh, in some that that that's how we see the challenges today in the marketplace, what we hear from customers, and the problems that we're trying to solve. Finally, what surprises have you encountered, if any? Yeah, that's that's. Uh, Great question. You know, the, all of this means that there will always be some surprise around the corner. I think uh, one of the things from a, from a very um, positive, refreshing point of view, I think one of the pleasant surprises has been how um, sort of aligned uh, our customers' vision is with ours. You know, the need to uh, break free from the traditional networking, uh, number one. Number two, rolling out new services uh, and, and, and keeping pace with the innovation and being aggressively driving <clears throat> the, the pace of innovation, uh, as well as doing this in a way that gives them more control over the network. I think that vision is very well aligned. Um, I think in terms of uh, challenges that we've seen, I think customers are crying out for a way to simplify this journey for them. Uh, I think one of the uh, <clears throat> advantages that they've seen with the traditional vendors is that uh, there is one uh, sort of entity to go to, right? So with this open networking um, kind of a journey, uh, it sometimes is a challenge in uh, picking up all the different pieces, bringing them together as well as not knowing who to call for support. And that's uh, really um, a crying need that we've heard from customers in how do you simplify this uh, disaggregated uh, kind of solution fulfillment. And that's something that we've uh, risen up to uh, as well. That challenge is something that we've risen up to. What we do is, uh, you know, it's not just our operating system or the platform that we provide to our customers. We completely validate it and qualify it across different platforms, uh, as well as have an ecosystem. We call it the Pace Partnership Program, uh, which brings in an ecosystem of uh, different um, uh, vendors that are complementary to our solution, being able to deliver sort of a shrink wrap solution to customers to help them with their different challenges. What this provides customer is uh, not just a, um, a well-packaged solution, but which can be fulfilled very easily from us, uh, and at the same time, completely supported by Arcus. So we're at the front line of uh, providing support to the customers. We triage all solutions that come in, uh, whether it is hardware-related, software-related, application-related, and we take care uh, at the back end of resolving that issue for the customers. Uh, so they just have one point of contact from a support perspective as well. So I think that's one of the uh, the key challenges we've heard from customers, uh, surprise, so to speak. And, and then that, that's how we've been um, addressing that particular uh, challenge for those customers and, and delivering that experience. Thank you, Sanjay. Any last comments? Well, Faris, I just wanted to thank you very much for... Uh, inviting me uh, to this podcast and be able to share uh, our views on networking in general and, and Arcus in particular. Uh, and we hope we have the uh, opportunity to be able to engage with uh, a lot of the African customers. Uh, you know, they're exciting times in the continent and there's just uh, so much that we believe we can achieve together and we would love to partner up and uh, continue on this journey. Uh, so thanks so much again, Paris. I know it's fairly early in 
the West Coast. So we do appreciate it. This has been very instructive for me as well. And I hope it will be for audience as well. Love the conversation. Thank you, Faris. Yeah.